Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for Ezekiel chapter 4. The heading says, Ezekiel creates a type and shadow of the siege and famine that shall befall Jerusalem. Verse 1, Thou also, son of man, take thee a tile or a clay tablet and lay it before thee and portray upon it the city, even Jerusalem. Engrave or cut in it a representation of the city. So he's going to draw a map here of the city, it looks like. And lay siege against it, or draw upon it the plan of the attack against the city, and build a fort against it, and cast a mount against it, or build up a mound or bank, set the camp also against it, and set battering rams against it round about. Moreover, take thou unto thee an iron pan, and set it for a wall of iron against thee and the city, and set thy face against it, and it shall be besieged, and thou shalt lay siege against it. This shall be a sign to the house of Israel." Ezekiel was instructed to make a representation of the city of Jerusalem on a clay tablet and portray to the people the events that would befall the city. The Lord wanted to make very clear to the people, though many, through many means, the message he had for them. Ezekiel was instructed to present other visual representations before the people to teach his messages more effectively. Other prophets have been instructed to use similar teaching techniques. So he's using a PowerPoint presentation here. <laughs> During the events described in Ezekiel 4, Ezekiel himself was in captivity with other Jews in Babylon. Twice Nebuchadnezzar had gone to war against Judah and taken captives both times. Both times, however, he retreated, thinking he had taught Judah a lesson. So Jerusalem was still intact until the third siege, which brought the destruction of Judah. Ezekiel dramatized this destruction in verses 1 to 3. The iron pan represented the wall that the Chaldeans erected around Jerusalem during their siege. It prevented escape and allowed no entry of supplies. That was from the Institute Manual. Verse 4. Lie thou also upon thy left side, and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon it, thou shalt bear their iniquity. For I have laid upon thee the years of their iniquity, according to the number of the days, three hundred and ninety days, so shalt thou bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. And when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on thy right side, and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have appointed thee each day for a year." Therefore thou shalt set thy face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and thine arm shall be uncovered, and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and and thou shalt not turn thee from one side to the other, till thou hast ended the days of thy siege. So this chapter, these verses, contains another example of a figurative teaching device that was not that has not been fully interpreted. After forming the, the image of Jerusalem under siege, Ezekiel was told to lie on his side for 390 days and to bear the iniquity of Israel. In this case, it appears the northern kingdom is meant. Then he was to change sides and lie for another 40 days to bear the iniquity of Judah. The symbolic meaning of the act seems clear enough. Ezekiel was to be fettered to the bed and bound down to show that the two kingdoms were bound down or, bound, or brought into bondage because of their iniquity. But whether Ezekiel actually performed this act is not known. It seems strange that the Lord would ask a prophet to, be, to lie immobile for 15 months. Perhaps Ezekiel performed the act in some kind of symbolic way 
Why the numbers 390 and 40 is used is not clear. Though Ezekiel was told that each day represented a year, the years do not fit any known history. That was by Kiel and Delich. Using the total of 430 days or, 400, or years, 390 plus the 40, suggested that this is the number of years Israel was in bondage in Egypt. They explain the split of 390, 390 days and 40 days as referring to the 40 years after Moses killed the Egyptian and fled into the wilderness of Midian. This time, just before Moses returned to deliver them, was probably the most intense period of suffering for Israel. Others, however, believe that the 430 years included the time from Abraham to the Exodus. Without a revealed key for interpreting these numbers, one cannot definitely interpret this passage, and that was out of the Institute Manual. So whatever you come up with for the 430 years is up to you. Verse 9, Take thou also unto thee wheat, and barley, and beans, and lentils, and millet, and, f- and fitches, or spelt, a type of wheat, and put them in one vessel, and make thee bread thereof, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon thy side. Three hundred and ninety days thou shalt eat thereof, and thy meat, or food, which thou shalt eat, shall be by weight. Twenty shekels a day from time to time shalt thou eat it. Thou shalt drink also water by measure, the sixth part of an hen. From time to time thou shalt drink, and thou shalt eat it as, as barley cakes. And thou shalt bake it with dung that, that cometh out of man in their sight. Oh, gross. Dried ox and cow dung is as common is a common fuel in the east, and with this, for want of wood and coals, they are obliged to prepare their food. Indeed, dried excrement of every kind is gathered. Here the prophet is to prepare his bread with dry human excrement. This was required to show the extreme degree of wretchedness to which they should be exposed. For not being able to leave the, the city to collect the dried excrement of beasts, the inhabitants during the siege would be obliged literally to use dried human or order for fuel. Yuck. The very circumstances show that this was the plain fact of the case. However, we find that the prophet was relieved from using this kind of fuel, for cow's dung was substituted at his request. (laughs) I can understand that. As Ezekiel 4.13 indicates, the Jews would be driven to Babylon, where they would be compelled to eat defiled bread, because foreign lands were considered unclean. Living and eating in other lands was considered unclean. That was from the Institute Manual. Verse 13, And the Lord said, Even thus shall... The children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, whither they whither I will drive them. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, my soul hath not been polluted, from, for from my youth up until even now have I not eaten of that which dieth of itself, or is torn in pieces, neither came there abominable flesh into my mouth. Then he said unto me, Lo, I have given thee cow's dung for man's dung, and thou shalt prepare thy bread therewith. So he gets a reprieve there. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, behold, I will break the staff of bread in Jerusalem, and they shall eat bread by weight and with care, and they shall drink water by measure and with astonishment, or fearfulness, or anxiety, that they may want bread and water and be astonished, or appalled one with another, and consume away for their iniquity. Another symbolic act Ezekiel was commanded to perform represented the conditions that would prevail during the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem. In times of scarcity, it is customary in all countries to mix several kinds of coarser grain with the finer to make it last the longer. 
This mashlin, which the prophet is commanded to take of wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and fitches, was intended to show how scarce the necessaries of life should be during the siege. The whole of the above grain being ground was to be formed into one mass, out of which he was to make 390 loaves, one loaf for each day, and this loaf was to be 20 shekels in weight. Now a shekel being in weight about half an ounce, this would be 10 ounces of bread for each day, and with this water to the amount of one-sixth part of an hen, which is about a pint and a half of our measure. All this shows that so reduced should, be, should provisions be during the siege, that they should be obliged to eat the meanest sort of aliment, and that, in, and that by weight their water by measure, each man's allowance being scarcely a pint and a half, and 10 ounces, a little more than half a pound of bread for each day's support." That was out of the clerk commentary. The phrase, I will break the staff of bread, indicates that the time would come when the inhabitants of Jerusalem would be without bread. And um, so that's out of the uh, Institute Manual. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter. See you next time. Bye.